We meet today in Psalm chapter 56 to chapter 60. Psalm 56 brings us to another delightful cluster of psalms, that is 56 to 60. They are known as the Michtan Psalms. Michtan speaks of that which is substantial or enduring, steadfast or fixed. It literally means engraved or permanent. This word pictures that which is immovable, steadfast, stable, and enduring. In Psalm 57, verse 7, when David says, My heart is steadfast, that is a mechtam. The historical background of this psalm has to do with the Philistines capturing David at Gath. David's experience is a picture of the Great Tribulation period, by the way. All of these psalms have a prophetic undertone between the historical, uh, that is, David's experiences and the prophetical Israel's experience in the future. There is a real message for us today. All the psalms have a message for our own hearts. This psalm is inscribed to the chief musician, a contemplation of David when Doeg the Idiomite went and told Saul and said to him, David has gone to the house of Ahimelech. Be merciful to me, O God, for men would swallow me up. Fighting all day, he oppresses me. My enemies would hound me all day. For there are many who fight against me, almost high. Psalm 56, verse 1 and 2. You see, David is surrounded by the enemy. He seems to be on a hot seat now. What is he going to do in a bad spot like this? Psalm 56, verse 3. Whenever I am afraid, I will trust in you. That's a wonderful recourse and resource. David was afraid. Yes, he was. And fear will bring about faith in you. Listen to David. Whenever I am afraid, I will trust you. You see, David admitted that he was afraid, but he trusted the Lord to take care of him. Can you have fear and faith at the same time? Well, the scripture says, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. Perfect love casts out fear. Love will do it. But you can have faith and still be afraid. Psalm 56 verse 8. You number my wanderings. Put my tears into your bottle. Are they not in your book? You see, the Lord numbers my wanderings. The Lord knows about every trip you take and about every trip that I take, wherever you go. Put my tears into your bottle. Now, there is a note in the New Scofield Bible concerning this subject, and it says, Sometimes in olden days in the East, mourners would catch their tears in bottles and place them at the tombs of their loved ones. Now, to show how much they had grieved, that's what these people did. Now, I would like to add also something that Banyan said. He said, God 
preserves our tears in a bottle so that he can wipe them away. Now, we need to weep more. Matthew Henry said, The tears of God's persecuted people are bottled up and sealed among God's treasures. Well, what a comfort. He will wipe away all tears. Psalm 56 verse 11, In God I have put my trust. I will not be afraid. What can men do to me? Now his hope has been resurrected. And how wonderful it is to have a resource and a recourse to God. Psalm 56 verse 13, For you have delivered my soul from death. Have you not kept my feet from falling, that I may walk before God in the light of the living? David said, especially after his great sin, I want to walk before God so that I won't sleep again, so that I won't stumble again. As far as the record is concerned, he did not stumble again. The king of Babylon committed that kind of sin every day of the year. It was commonplace for him, but it was not the practice of David. He said, I want to walk before God. Today we are enjoined to walk in the Holy Spirit. Walk in the Spirit and you shall not fulfill the last of the flesh. Galatians 5.16 God has given us more than a walking stick. He has given us the indwelling Spirit. To walk in the Spirit means to utterly and absolutely depend on the Spirit of God. This gets right down to where the rubber meets the road. Let the Spirit of God be the one who is even influencing you for everything you do, your talk, your action, your movements. As we will see in our study of Galatians, we are to get down from our high chairs and start walking we learn to walk in the Spirit as we learn to walk physically. How? By trying it. Of course, we will fail time and time again, but we are to get up, dust ourselves off, and start again. You will learn to walk in the Spirit if you keep at it and commit yourself to Him every day, every day. Then Psalm 57 is a cry for mercy. This is the second Michtan psalm. As we get into this psalm, we will see that it has real meaning. It is inspired and inscribed to the chief musician set to do not destroy. You see, a Michtan of David when he fled from Saul into the cave. Now, David spent time in the caves along the Dead Sea by Engedi. It is below sea level and a very hot spot during summer. In the winter, it is a delightful place. It is a ragged country. The cave of Adullam is in that place also. It is the belief of many expositors of the Bible that this psalm has reference to that cave of Adullam where David meditated on many of the psalms that he composed. In them, we see that his suffering foreshadows the suffering of Christ. In those of the, the godly remnant during the time of Jacob's trouble, also these Psalms speak to us today, which is the wonder of the word of God. 
Psalm 57 verse 1. Be merciful to me, O God. Be merciful to me. For my soul trusts in you. And in the shadow of your wings, I will make my refuge. Until these calamities have passed by. Now, I don't know about you. But my prayer is the same as that of David. Oh God, be merciful to me. I want God to be merciful to me. I don't want him to be just with me and righteous. If he is, I know that I'm going to get a whipping. I would rather have him be merciful and gracious to me. He is that kind of a God. He is rich in mercy. He has enough for me. And I am going to require lots and lots of it. And he also has enough for you. And then there is a statement that says, In the shadow of your wings I will make my refuge. In the shadows of your wings I will make my refuge. In the book of Matthew, chapter 23, verse 37, the Lord Jesus said, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the one who killed the prophets and stones those who are sent to her, how often I wanted to gather you, to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you were not willing. You see, Israel has not as yet come under the wings of the Lord. Are you ready to come under his wings? In other words, be obedient to him, to love him. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. That is John 14 verse 15. And then to walk in the spirit. That is the way. Now notice these wonderful statements also coming. Psalm 57 verse 3. He shall send from heaven and save me. He reproaches the one who would swallow up me. Sila, God shall send forth his mercy and his truth. Hallelujah. This will be literally fulfilled for the, for, for the faithful remnant when Christ returns in the power and great glory and say, Behold, this is our God. We have waited for him and he will save us. This is the Lord. We have waited for him. We will be glad and rejoice in his salvation. Isaiah 25 verse 9 My soul is among lions. I lie among the sons of men who are set on fire, whose teeth are spears and arrows, and their tongue a sharp sword. Psalm 57 verse 4 you see, Satan goes up and down this world like a rolling lion, seeking whom he may devour, as we read from First Peter chapter 5, verse 8. And he has a lot of little lions helping him by the way. Remember that these Mishtan Psalms have to do with that which is permanent and enduring, that which is substantial and lasting. My heart is steadfast, O oh God. My heart is steadfast. I will sing and give praise. Psalm 57, verse 7. But then notice the beautiful expression that comes. Awake my glory. Awake lute and harp. I will awaken the dawn. Psalm 57, verse 8. What a beautiful expression. 
The night of sin and suffering is over. Satan's rule is now finished and the morning has come. The sun of righteousness has risen with healing in his wings. How wonderful! What assurance we find in Psalm 57. We now move to Psalm 58, a psalm that has an imprecatory prayer against the enemy. What I want you to notice in this psalm is that it is another psalm that is an al tashtith as well as another Michtam psalm. It means that there is something substantial, enduring, and permanent, and it also means do not destroy. Now it begins with a question, and who is asking? I believe it is God who is speaking using the pen of David. Psalm 58 verse 1. Do you indeed speak righteousness, you silent ones? Do you judge uprightly, you sons of men? Well, the day is going to come when the Lord Jesus is going to call on the judges to turn in their report. God is asking, do you indeed speak righteousness, you silent ones? Do you judge uprightly, you sons of men? So the judges are going to give an account. But we see, this is an imprecatory prayer. David's enemies are all accountable. They are all around him now. And so what does he say? The wicked are estranged from the womb. They go astray as soon as they are born, speaking lies. Their poison is like the poison of serpent. The poison of a serpent. They are like the deaf cobra that stops its ear, which will not heed the voice of charmers, charming ever so skillfully. Break their teeth in their mouth, O God. Break out the fangs of the young lions, O Lord. Psalm 58 verse 3. To verse 6. You see, David prays for six destructions to come upon his enemies in this psalm. First of all, he says, break the fangs of the young lions. We have already found that the enemy is like a lion. That is the devil. Now he uses another figure of speech. Let them flow away as water which runs continually when he bends his bow. Let his arrows be as if cut in pieces. Psalm 58 verse 7. You see, wickedness was like a flood. So he asks that this flood of wickedness might just melt away. When he bends his bow, let his arrows be as if cut in pieces. The enemy is like a marksman, you see, who is shooting at him. What a picture we have. Let them be like a snail which melts away as it goes, like a still-born child of a woman, that they may not see the sun. You see, the fourth prayer item on David's mouth is that let them be like a snail which melts away as it goes. Now, there is a certain snail in that country called a slime worm, which actually melts away in the heat of the sun. And David is saying, the enemy leaves a slime trail, but evaporate him. Get rid of that slime trail through the world. Then like a stillborn child of a woman, that they may not see the sun. That is 
May they not come to fruition in the things that they plan to do. Even if they plan in the wombs of their mind, may it come to nothing. May it come to naught. Psalm 58 verse 9. Before your pots can fill the burning thorns, he shall take them away as with a whirlwind, as his living and burning wrath. Before your pots can fill the burning thorns, he shall take them away. You see, the twigs of the bromel bush are gathered together and put under the pot to heat it. Then a wind comes along and blows them away. Before your pot can fill the burning thorns, you see, that means before the, the cook pots of a desert traveler can be heated by a fire fueled by the thorns, let them be removed. That means the destruction of the wicked, therefore, will be so swift. Finally, we want to consider chapter 59 and chapter 60 of Psalm. As a combination, these chapters actually speak of God's people who are surrounded by their enemies. Chapter 59 is closely linked with the two preceding Psalms. It is also an Al-Tashth, uh, that means destroy not, and a Michtan uh, psalm of David. Again, in this psalm, we see David surrounded by his enemies, and prophetically, it describes the suffering remnant during the tribulation period, surrounded by enemies. The inspired title of this psalm places it at the time Saul sent messengers, and they watched their house to kill him. The historical record is found in 1 Samuel chapter 19. Deliver me from my enemies, O my God. Defend me from those who rise up against me. Deliver me from the workers of iniquity. And save me from bloody thirsty men. For look, they lie in wait for my life. The mighty gather against me, not for my transgression, nor for my sin, O Lord. As is typical with David's psalm, it concludes with an expression of faith and trust in God's deliverance. But I will sing of your power. Yes, I will sing aloud of your mercy in the morning. For you have been my defense and refuge in the day of my trouble. To you, O oh my strength, I will sing praises. For God is my defense, my God of mercy. Psalm 59, verse 16 and 17. In the case of David, God did deliver him. My friend, God will not forsake those who are his own. The believing remnant of Israel will be delivered by the coming of Christ himself, and he will judge the nations of the world. And Psalm 60 is the last of these Michtan Psalms, and it describes the time David was victorious over his enemies, the Idiomites. The Idiomites were soundly defeated and never rallied after it. Prophetically, Psalm 60 is also a picture of the deliverance God will give to his people, the remnant Israel, after the suffering of the great tribulation. O oh God, you have cast off, you have broken us down, you have been displeased. 
all restore us again. Psalm 60 verse 1. Now here is the answer. God has spoken in his holiness. I will rejoice. I will divide Shechem and measure out the valley of Succoth. Psalm 60 verse 6. And how will it be accomplished, what God is saying? Well, who will bring me to the strong city? Who will lead me to Edom? Psalm 60 verse 9. Now that question, who will bring me to the strong or fortified city? That is the question uh, which is very important. Notice the answer in verse 10 of Psalm 60. Is it not you, O God, who cast us off? And you, O God, who did not go out with our armies? My friend, God will restore his saints. In any age, he will restore them. Though they be in trouble and in difficulty, and even in sin, he will restore them. My, isn't God a wonderful God? And indeed, he will also restore you once you start a relationship with him. You can have copies of the notes and outlines used for these Living Word for Africa programs so you can follow them as you listen. For your copies, please send an email to info at twrafrica.org. Please say which book of the Bible you want them for and be sure to include your name and contact information. Let me repeat that email address for you. Info at twrafrica.org.